Does it feel like the only way to sell is to do weird, sometimes creepy things that kind of put people off? Yeah, I've been there, which is exactly why I created Stay Close to the Money, a free resource that offers you 37 stupid easy ways to grow your revenue without being salesy, sleazy, or questionably moral. This free guide is available on my website and in the links in the show notes. So make sure you go download it so that you can start making more money today. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Strategy Snacks. I'm Frenchie Ferenzi, and for today's guest episode, we have Dara Brustein joining us. Dara is a hybrid life coach and business strategist and who helps overwhelmed business owners access the freedom, flexibility, and impact they desire by running businesses that don't run them. Today, Dara will be answering the question, what is one thing you wish you had stopped doing sooner in your business and why? I can't wait to hear what she has to say. Hi, I'm Dara and I am a hybrid life coach and business strategist. While there are many things that I wish that I had stopped doing sooner in my business, I also caveat that with my personal belief that each of those things brought me to exactly where I am today. So in some ways, I needed those to learn the lessons to build to who I am and where I am now. That being said, with hindsight, what I wish I would have known or what I would have told my younger self as an entrepreneur 13 years ago are probably five things. The first one being not to focus on metrics that don't actually matter to me, meaning I was allowing other people's definition of success to be my definition of success when in fact it wasn't. It, as a result, had me squash the things that I said I valued the most, which for me are freedom, connection, and growth and learning. And I pretty much threw all of those to the wayside in the pursuit of more revenue, bigger headcount, and vanity metrics that weren't really that important ultimately and didn't bring me any closer to the things that I really cared about. The second was constantly being chained to my work, to my laptop, to my smartphone, because I always had this fear that if I wasn't available, that everything would fall apart, which ultimately just meant that I had created a job for myself that I owned rather than a business. And that ultimately the true marker of a business is well, one, something that solves problems for people that they're willing to exchange money for. And two, something that can operate without you to some degree or another, depending on what it is that you're offering. But ultimately, you don't want to become so stuck as the cog in the center of the wheel that things can't happen without you. The third was doubting myself and comparing. The Achilles heel that I have always struggled with is the you are not enough, I am not enough trope. And it sounds so cliche, but it just was embedded in my head from childhood. And I absolutely brought it here. Like I brought it everywhere else in my life. And it took a whole lot of work and personal diligence to excavate the roots of that and to through action and through other healing modalities and mechanisms really begin to understand how I could build the confidence to self, to believe in myself and not compare myself to everyone else's race, particularly if, for example, I was on my first lap and they were on their 30th. The next was going it alone. I really felt that I had to make it hard and that I was not interested in asking for help because it meant that it would lessen my strength or that I would be burdening someone. But really a huge cracking open moment was when I got in community with other business owners who had similar values and we could share experiences, share resources, share learning. 
And when I began to get coaching, when I began to seek out mentorship, of which I believe there are five types and it doesn't have to be a heavy lift. The first being the traditional heavy lift where someone's pouring tremendously into you. The second being co-mentorship where you are trading your, your knowledge with someone else at an equal exchange. The third being moments where in fleeting moments, like in an Uber or on an airplane, or when you get to ask a question to someone after they walk off a stage at a conference, you get to get those moments. The fourth is from afar, meaning that there's a thought leader whose work that you tremendously admire, or you can get little snippets from, even if you don't, and they don't know you exist, but you can be learning and gaining from their mentorship from afar. And then the last one is reverse. And this is modeled really well at large corporations where someone with lesser experience mentors someone who is more seasoned in their career, because there's a lot of innovation and idea and value sharing that can be traded. The second I began to lean into knowing that it wasn't weak, in fact, it was a sign of strength to be vulnerable and to ask for help and support and to receive it, a lot changed. And then finally, I'd say being so scared of expenditures or of spending and holding and gripping so tightly, which was deeply rooted in a place of scarcity and fear around not having any more if I spent the little bit in the early years that I had. But the second I began to be more free-flowing about money and seeing in seeing expenses more as investments, so much changed. Dara, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. And to everyone listening, make sure that you connect with Dara either on Instagram or by downloading one of her freebies. Um, the link to her freebies is in the caption of this episode. I will see you next time. And in the meantime, don't forget that doing less is the best way to get more. Bye, everyone.